Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about some of the good and the bad of education on social media right now. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're up at Champion PT and Performance up in Boston, Massachusetts. Lenny McCrina running on Duncan. Dave Tilly, Dan Pope, Mike Scaduto here. Len, um, as our center coordinator for clinical experiences, mm-hmm. who, uh, who who do we have today with us asking asking us some great questions? Our corporation who? currently Him. has Nick Jacopello, Nicholas Jacopello, Jacopello from Toro College. A little known fact about Toro College: they specialize in lawn care. If you need any of <laughs> any uh, lawn mowers or anything, you can also go to Toro College and get some lawn care as well. Uh, we also have Jason Waddles from the University of Kentucky. Um, Kentucky was the first state to allow um, uh, I don't know what I was going to say, but uh, Jason is from Kentucky, University of Kentucky, and is a great student. We love having him. Yeah, I think I think I'm seeing a little competitive juices here between Lenny and Mike. I just I was trying to. Do you want you me to give a random fact? Right and you can introduce I, the I, students. I, I no. felt I felt like. While you're interesting students, you tried to jump into his territory of random facts. Yeah, he tried to, but he, he just couldn't quite pull it off. Mike, start this one off strong. Start this We're going to do strong. another boater, boating safety lesson. <laughs> boating <laughs> safety month. For, for those listening in Oklahoma, this is going to be good. Did you just, did you just go on a <laughs> boat last night or something? Like, I was on a boat all weekend. To improve the efficiency of your gas consumption, you want to trim your engine up once you get on plane. What does that even mean? Is that a random <laughs> fact, or is that just like that's? I don't think How that's does one random. trim their engine up? Uh, there's a little button on the throttle that says up, and you press it gotcha. in half second increments. I'm, I'm I going need that to. I, I'm going to. He say, has the butter's manual over here. He's been looking. In between I'm going to say you can do better. You can you do better. You don't appreciate butter safety. Uh, I, you, you don't want butter You've got safe. way more randomness bottled up in you. I want. I want that to come out as you gain more confidence in yourself. I'm not confident. Nick, opinion. what do we got today, Nick? Let's start it off. <laughs> All right. So Morgan from Lexington, Kentucky, kind of new clinician here, one year out, and struggling to educate my patients and well myself. The things I read, like joint mobs not being real, stretching doesn't work, and palpation is garbage, have me questioning all the skills I just learned in school. Am I doing a disservice to my patients? I love the show and how you tell us new grads to stick to the basics, but what are the basics? Another great question. That was amazing. This is probably, was it Morgan? Morgan. I mean, good question, Morgan, because again, I mean, I think like, you know, other than, you know, our past episode that we talked about where, you know, gaining confidence in yourself, this is probably like the number two question I think everybody has right now is they're online, there's so much noise on 
online, excuse me, there's so many people that are just chirping to get like like a response saying nothing works, everything works, nobody's like intelligent, right? There's like all this negativity on there that I feel like everybody is just getting more and more confused. And what you do is you end up like aligning yourself with the people you tend to, you know, I, I think just, I don't know, almost like sync with, almost like who would be your friend, right? Who would you hang out with? Right, yeah, and and it's funny because then you read the comments on somebody's social media post and everybody's like agreeing and saying the same thing because it's just like they're talking to the same, you know, two dozen people over and over again. So, so man, we are in a predicament, especially with social media right now, where everybody is negative, everybody is yelling that nothing works. What on earth do we do here, gentlemen? What, 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 do we, what do you say to the young clinician that is learning all these things in school and then there's people on social media that are just bashing everything? And they're usually bashing everything for one of two re- reasons in my mind is one is like they, uh, they're saying there's no evidence or two is like they're taking like a really bad study or something and saying, well, this study doesn't support it. And then I, I hate to say it, but shaming everybody that thinks that way into to, to thinking that you're an idiot, right? So it's not just, hey, and it, like, like Lenny puts a social media post, hey, there's a new post out that says this is a good exercise. I think I'm going to start doing it. Golly, right? That's good, right? Whereas another one's like, oh, this, this new study came out that says that stretching is not good. So if you've ever stretched anyone, you're an idiot. Right, and that's like what's happening on social media right now. So, all right. So before I continue ranting because I've got much more <laughs> bottled up in me, uh, what, what do you? I mean, what what do you think of the current state of what we're seeing on social media? And wh- what do you tell the young clinician that's like Morgan here, saying, "Man, everybody is just crapping on everything I just learned. Like, wh- what's real? What's not?" What's not like? What do you guys think? Who wants to start this one? This is a tough one, Dan. Dan start, nobody wants to start this one. <laughs> yeah. <what> <laughs> I, I think it's it's challenging, right? I think the first thing to understand is that what people put out on social media a lot of times is not necessarily what they even believe is more right. It's kind of what they put out to get more popular, right? You sure. see this a lot in our realm too, um, and you can see it in our politics today. You see people that are very polarizing, and that works so well. Right? So if you're trying to start a following and you're on social media, that's a super effective way to do it. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it's an effective way of gaining buzz. Gaining buzz, gaining popularity, getting people on your side when yeah. you're against something right. in a strong way. I'm going to argue, and we, I, you keep going, I don't want to interrupt you. I'm going to argue that's not an effective way to educate, but that is an effective way to create a buzz. But keep going, sorry. Yeah, or to create fear or to make people feel guilty or shame. To elicit emotion, I guess. It kind of does that a little bit. Right. Um, whereas a lot of times what's probably more true lies somewhere in between, but that's not going to get you the popularity that you want. So I think that's a big thing to keep in mind. Right. The other thing is that you can go back and kind of fact check a lot of these people. And one of the things I started finding is I was in the same position, right? New grad, and I'm trying to learn a ton because I didn't feel like I knew enough and I wanted to know more. I wanted to be good at my job. So I started learning from a, a huge variety of sources. And yeah, everyone was saying different things. Everyone's kind of conflicting with another. Oh, you haven't seen this? Oh, you know, and I'd be a little elitist about it because, right. you know, I've read this and you can be on the other side of the, the coin. Like I've worked with clinicians that had no idea that what they're doing is controversial in any way. They just kind of thought what they learned 20 years ago was, you know, right. So you can be on that side of the coin. But the other part is that you get to the point where 
you know, what the heck do I do? Because everything seems to be conflicting. Everyone's telling me something different. So I started kind of going in and learning this myself and starting to say like, oh, well, this is stupid. This doesn't work. Stretching doesn't work. Stretching is a great example. Stretching works, right? Stretching is one of those things where it improves flexibility. Does it improve sports performance? No. That doesn't mean it's not going to necessarily help that person who needs more mobility. It's just not going to help that soccer player that doesn't need more mobility, you know? Right. So it's very situational. It depends on the context. It does actually work, maybe for a different reason than we think it is. It doesn't mean you should throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, so the other part is that once you start reading the literature, you'll find that everything's conflicting. So it's like everything that we have kind of ever studied, if we do enough studies, there's going to be contrary information. So you can always kind of pick and choose your side of the fence. Right. And you can always say nothing necessarily works. Um, so I think it's important that you take take it with a grain of salt and don't use it as your primary learning source. Yeah. E- evidence is tough right now, right? We're seeing a lot of stuff. There is, we, we are now in an age where there are predatory journals, which is something we've never had to deal with before. You can pay 1500 bucks or something right now and get your article published next week, right? And get it in Medline and stuff and say that I'm a published author. But look, we don't pay 1500 bucks to publish our, our scientific stuff in a peer-reviewed good journal. So there's so much crap out there. There's so many bad journals that anyone can publish anything right now that doesn't mean it's effective so I, I Dan kind of got me thinking there's like a like people all the time want to say stuff like uh, shoulder impingement uh, well stretching doesn't work for shoulder impingement what on earth is shoulder impingement right like you then look at the methodology in the study and it's like well you know we had 200 people age 25 to 65 right with like you know what on earth is this this study it's impossible to do a well controlled study on human trials that literally just just looks at one teeny little thing with perfect control it is so hard to do that so all these people are saying like well you know shoulder impingement like yeah it's you know it doesn't even it doesn't exist or there is no specific treatment for that it's like no, no, these are just really bad conducted studies that are just generalized and there's too many people in it where you shouldn't just be looking at is stretching good for shoulder impingement. You should be looking a little bit more specifically at like, all right, what techniques do what? What little things can I do to build my program? I think that's what it comes down to me. And man, in addition to that, the other thing, what we got to talk to like some of our friends like Mal and stuff this week, but like, Systematic reviews and meta-analyses, is that the plural, meta-analyses? If you take 12 crappy studies and put them together in one systematic review, it's still a very crappy study. You could actually argue it's 12 times crappy, right? (laughs) Like, that doesn't make it a thorough examination of the evidence because you looked at 12 poorly designed research studies. So we have all this confusing information because we're looking at such broad things like, well, does exercise help shoulder pain? Oh, man. Like, (laughs) wow. Yeah, you're going to show that that, uh, it's going to be so vague. If you ask a vague question, you're going to get a vague answer. I guess that would be how I would kind of like like say that is our evidence we need to just look at the specific stuff that's how we found like most of what we do right we we say like all right what, what, what's the emg of this what is what's the stress on the capsule of this and then we formulate our treatment plan based on that, that like basic science stuff so all right so i don't want to keep going too much but anyway like so all right so morgan on social media again is confused with all these things what I, I let's keep going. I know you three. You I think know. I think social media. I mean, you got to form your own opinions. You got to learn how to read research, like Mike said. And you got to learn how to interpret the research. Social media, like Dan said, is a, like a cesspool of just people spewing stuff. And so I've taken a step back from social media. 
because of, because of that. People want to put their opinions, that's what it is, it's opinions, out there based off of what they treat in the clinic specifically and what the outcomes that they get. So you can't take these people's opinions that seriously. I think of what I do as a PT as like a bell curve. You have the, the, the 10% or so, the one standard deviation that is no manual therapy group out there, the other group that says all I do is manual therapy, and then somewhere in the middle, for example, using manual therapy, somewhere in the middle is a happy medium. If you I think if you stay in a happy medium, that middle ground of opinion, where you're using it a little, whatever that it is, whatever the modality is, if it's if it's exercise or it's manual therapy, use it a little and build it into your treatment plan and take something from here and build put it into your treatment plan and some education, put it into your treatment plan and just keep putting stuff in easily, I think you're gonna be happy as a clinician. So and using your experiences, what works for you. You'll start gravitating towards people in the, in the social media world that a, agree with your opinion and how you treat people in your clinic, right? So your patients are different, your doctors refer to you differently, your strength coaches refer to you differently, your massage therapists refer certain people into your facility differently than what other people are seeing across the pond, in Australia, in California. So I think just staying in the middle ground, stay in your lane, as I always say on social media, and just do what you think is good for your clients. I think you're going to be happy and not have to deal with all the noise that's out there. That's what I do. I just kind of stay in the middle. I think people, there, there would be a group maybe on social media that would say you're not challenging your biases when you do that. Fine with me. My clients get better. <laughs> yeah. well, I, you know, challenging your biases doesn't mean... Um, taking the exact opposite stance that nothing works right. and then going from there. I think nothing works for everyone and, and most things work for someone and you have to figure that out. And you, man, I can cherry pick an article to say almost anything, especially with all these bad projects out there. So we should always keep an open mind, but you should never be challenging anyone, including your own bias. I think that's an awful phrase that you shouldn't be using. You should keep an open mind and keep growing. But when you think I'm going to challenge biases, that's a negative tone. That's a negative statement that you're saying that. Not only are you going to, what you end up doing is challenging everybody else and you're a jerk and nobody likes to listen to you, right? You're trying to confirm your own thing in your head. You're not really challenging anything. Challenge is a bad word. Keep an open mind and keep learning and growing from everybody. And I think that's the biggest thing. You remember, what's evidence-based practice? What are the three pillars of evidence-based practice, right? It's not just only do what's out there in, in the research, right? It's do as best as we can based on the research but it's also your experience and the client expectations and you have to put that together i mean there's everybody's getting way way too carried away with there isn't evidence showing this and then picking out these super general things so dave what do you think uh i mean a lot of what you guys have said is already kind of what i agree upon but i think you have to really take a step back and just be disciplined about the way you use social media like dan said it's like like think about the slippery slope of the way that our profession is going with social media. If you always just look at social media and follow the people who are polarizing and are negative and say, don't do this, what, what are we gonna do? You're not gonna do anything in the clinic. Well, okay, that's bad, modalities are bad, pain science, nope, not biomechanics, nope, don't do this, nope, it's not, it's like what are we gonna do, just sit there and look at the person? Like we have to actually do something, so like people are paralyzed by the amount of um, loud, louder negative things are always more prominent, right? The more people talk negative things and are polarizing, the more you see them. And so they keep clinging on to wanting to produce an attention draw. And so I think that having that as a framework, I think unfortunately a lot of people aren't willing to do the work of reading a lot of research, going to courses, reading textbooks that are peer reviewed, like, like going through and actually formulating their own opinions based on all the stuff out there that rather just whatever is superficial and is 
immediately accessible is easier. And so people do that. And I've, I've definitely fell victim to that early as a new grad. It's like dance that I was trying to learn a lot of stuff, but not from reputable sources. I wasn't going, reading large textbooks and going and reading journals that were legit and analyzing the methods. I was just kind of like jumping from one thing to the other. And um, I definitely kind of came back to bite me. So I feel like a little bit of accountability is really important here. I mean, I'm sure that asking the question, she's already halfway there, but like take it upon yourself to not follow people who are putting out garbage and only follow those like researchers that have 20, 30 years in a certain field. Like those are the people you want to learn from or who understand about textbook editing and have written a good textbook. And, that, and that, that's super hard to find because now it's whoever is like the best camera or yeah. the ability to the use most money Final to pay, Cut yeah. Pro that, that appears to be the leaders like in social media stuff. And that, trust me, those are great. And I think there's a ton of awesome stuff happening, happening on social media out there where people are sharing things. I think that's phenomenal. But I think we just have to take it with a grain of salt of what it is. Is the person sharing it? I think I recently did, uh, like I, I, I put up, you know, follow Lenny and Mike Ryman a little bit, which is kind of like two people. It's like clinical researchers that are doing it, that are working with people that have, you know, been, you know, blood, sweat, and tears in our profession and have like literally like progressed our fields. And then they're educating online versus that, you know, 25 year old that just has like a nice camera, right? Like with no clinical experience that, you know, are, are you know, they, they seem great. They may, have, there's a ton of stuff you can learn from them. And there's a ton of stuff that you're going to actually get from that, but you have to be careful what you consider education. I think that's, maybe that's our good, like final kind of thought on this. And there's our ending thought on this is if you are using social media, media for continuing education, you have it all wrong. Social media is entertainment, right? You may learn a little bit. It is entertainment. You, when you watch the news, you, that's not a history lesson, right? The news is entertainment. The weather is freaking entertainment nowadays, right? Like none of it is like based on just pure facts and like educating us. It's entertaining us. Social media is entertaining us. If that is your primary source of education, you've got it really, really wrong. You need to still go to seminars. You need to do online courses. You need to go to big conferences where you're learning new techniques and what the latest trends are in our, our profession, those types of things. Most of the people that you're learning from, learning from on social media, aren't published. They aren't even considering published. They don't go speak at APTA conferences. They don't do any of these things, right? They're just producing content on social media. That's great. A lot of it is very helpful and a lot of it is very informative, but that's entertainment, right? You have to supplement that with actual learning somewhere else. So anything based on, on that? Well said. I mean, I think that's my biggest advice now for people that are on social media and super confused. Take with a grain of salt that your professors in college put more into your curriculum than that person's 60 second post that they just put on, on Instagram, right? So don't lose faith in everything. Keep an open mind, continue to always grow as you are learning new things, but you can't use social media as your continuing education. It's just entertainment. That would be, that would be my final, my final thing, right? What do you guys think? Yeah, pretty good. They agree. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. If you got any more questions like this, head to MikeReynolds.com, click on that podcast link, and ask away. We have a form you can fill out to ask us nice questions like this. Anything you guys want to talk about would be great. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeReynolds.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. 
And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.